0: Every year there is a magazine article somewhere that lists the most popular names given to the babies born that year. Names like Mason, Emma, Jacob and Emily have topped those lists of late. There is however one name that does not appear on those lists and it is the most special name of all. It is the name of the one who loves you with a perfect unfathomable love. Every year we seem to hear the Lord's name taken in vain more frequently and more cheaply in popular movies, on TV, in novels, and in the songs the hottest recording artists ride to fame and fortune on. And we cry, No! The Lord's name is sweet, not cheap, to be loved, not dragged through the gutter. It is a name to be embraced and lovingly called on often. The name of the Lord is of the one who paints the colors on the wings of a butterfly and who crafts the high aspen meadows of the majestic Rocky Mountains. It is of the one who knows you best. He knows your name. Let's get to know his. Join Lance Thalander on this podcast of The Name of the Lord from Exploring the Divine, Finding God's Heart in Words of Wonder
1: with the purpose of building up the body of christ through local discipleship national partnerships and international support of indigenous missionary activity welcome to hope builders international Hi, I'm Lance Stollander and I'm back here today with my good friend Mark Haskins and we're gonna start a conversation today about the name of the Lord. And this this is a special topic to me because you know sometimes I think we're told you know, we can get the idea that Christianity or having a friendship with Jesus is complicated. Actually, the Lord has given us a very simple way to begin our walk with him and to enjoy that walk throughout our Christian life, and that way is His name. So that's what I want to talk about today, Mark, and what's your sort of default when it comes to the name of the Lord?
2: Well, it's one of, uh, uh, sort of rooted in my young Sunday school days, I guess, and I, I believe that's where it began, and in just a very simple fashion, I can remember very clearly being taught uh, about prayer, and that if you didn't close your prayer with the phrase, in Jesus' name, amen, it was a prayer that really didn't go anywhere, and that phrase, in Jesus' name, seemed to be this key to unlock the communications channel and that's stuck with me for 50 years Mm -hmm. is that rooted in anything scriptural or from god's standpoint
1: well we know this idea of the name of the lord is very important i mean it's key why why is the lord's name so important that you know, in one sense there's no name that's more vilified or used more often in vain than the Lord's name. You know, I mean, why when we get angry or we hit our thumb or whatever do we not use the name of Stalin or Hitler or some horrible person or even the enemy himself? You know, why is it that the Lord's name is impugned? And that just you know, and the reason is is because we have an enemy. And the enemy doesn't want us to know the preciousness of that name. So anything that can detract from the power of his name or make that some kind of a rote thing or a ritualistic thing, you know, is going to be encouraged. You, you look at even the Ten Commandments. Commandment number three, you know, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Well, pretty much everybody i know and me too would be guilty of that somewhere in our life in this culture and yet when jesus comes and his disciples he wants to teach them how to pray so what does he say you know right off the bat our father who's in the heavens holy is your name so here's this holy name that we want to talk about and and investigate, and and for our listeners, if Mark's experience has been your experience, I know it was certainly my experience. There is so much more available to us in this name that we want to talk about today, and and how to use this name. So it, that's one reason, Mark, that that's happened, and but we want to we want to find the hidden treasure that's there.
2: So one of the things that might be. Uh, Part of the, the message here is, not that we would ever want to add to the third commandment, but don't be taking the Lord's name in rote, right. mechanical fashion. Absolutely. Because it's more than that. Yeah. It is much more than that. Yeah. And so, yeah, let's, let's explore that. One of the things that I just have always loved is uh, the notion of the Lord invites us to call Him by name. And in particular, Paul says, you know, call him Daddy. Yeah. Does he know my name?
1: (laughs) There's a great song that goes, I have a father. He calls me his own. He knows my name. And certainly one of the joys of being a believer is the fact that Jesus knows each one of us. So distinctly and uniquely and that He, you know, a lot of verses, in fact, our calling on Him is really a response to Him calling us. You know, Corinthians says, God is faithful through whom you were called. You know, Ephesians says, let Christ rule in your heart, you know, as you were called in one hope. So here's Christ in your heart. And he's called you. He's there because he called you, and you responded. Colossians says the same thing. What uh, First Peter says: Let "The God of all grace, who called you into His eternal glory in Christ." I mean, that is not a a rote call. That is an individual call. And you know, the way I think about it, Mark, is you think about a new baby. You know, think about uh, the parents. I mean. I just got to see my new grandson, Luke. And of course, I'm holding him and I'm saying his name, Luke, Luke. And what's the next thing? What's what am I looking forward to? Luke doing?
2: Calling you, yeah, Grandpa or whatever his pet name will be.
1: Right. You know, like our kids, aren't you? Just after they're born. I mean, I don't, you know, it wasn't really competition between (laughs) christy and I, but you know, she was just waiting for that little baby to call her mommy, and I'm waiting for that little baby to call me daddy. And This just mirrors, you know, and of course I'm calling to them and as they get older and realize, they call me in the verses you talked about. You know, we've received this spirit that's calling Abba, Daddy, Father in us. So He's called us. Yes, He knows your name. He knows my name. And that's, yes, I love the beauty of that because wherever we are, We're his by calling, and now we we reciprocate. This life in us is calling to him, daddy, father. So here's this relationship we're invited into, and and some of it is just a matter of knowing that it's there, knowing we can use his name like that.
2: Well, that (laughs) closes millions of miles that we could uh, unknowingly put up perhaps between us and our Heavenly Father, all of a sudden it's on His chest, talking and conversing. And so it is is a restful. It is a a glorious thing that He knows my name. And thus,
1: uh, He knows me. Uh, I'm always going to remember when I was introduced to the idea that the Lord's name could be an entry place for me into His presence. You know it says no man can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. You know we talked about the Spirit last week living in us. You know that Christ has come to live in us, and we just said He's in us calling of a Father. So I, I'd, I heard about this and I was in a meeting and I, I actually walked out onto the balcony of the apartment that we were meeting in, and I just decided, you know I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna I'm just out loud, softly. I'm just going to say, Lord, Jesus, and you know, I I went out and I did. Mark and I I have to tell you, I just there was a sweetness that came on my lips and the sense that he was there. And you know, I didn't go any farther than that. I didn't keep saying you know his name over and over or put it every fifth word as I started to pray. You know, like we can do, but just the relaxed. Entry of using that name to turn my heart to Him really changed my life, and it's it's still there to this day, you know.
2: So calling His name is, in some sense, a doorway into His presence, and we know who the door
1: is. Yes, we do.
2: And so uh, that seems to be a very Strong and important connection there that the door to his presence is through Jesus.
1: Mm. You know, I love to look back at this in the Old Testament because I think that it's such a rich picture for us. You know, that in the name, you know, God had many names in the Old Testament. Um, his most special name was Yahweh. You know, it was, that's how they pronounced it. It was translated as Jehovah. And according to tradition, that name was so holy that they could only, you know, the high priest could only speak it. Even to this day, they don't use the name of Yahweh. But you know, what's fascinating to me is, okay, that name is used over 7,000 times in the Old Testament. Way more than Elohim or Adonai or any of the other names. And But that name is the personal name for God. You know, the, the I Am. That's that's his personal name so uh, when God introduced himself to Moses in that way Yahweh I am he was showing Moses that he wanted to know him personally even intimately so this connection goes you know back and of course when Jesus comes his his name is Yeshua <clears throat> which means Yah it's it's a combination of Yahweh with Shua which which was salvation so I am is salvation. So when I'm calling on the name of Yeshua or Jesus, I'm actually confessing, Lord, you're here. You're the I am and you're my salvation. So I think he's going to respond to that pretty readily by wanting to, you know, be there for us in that way.
2: Well, that gets very much to the point of just how powerful Mm -hmm. that name is, where in the chapter you mention, you draw from Acts, where it says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right. That's a life and death consequence. Yeah. And that name must be pretty powerful.
1: Yeah.
2: To save us. Isn't it? From death.
1: And, And what's the reason for that? again if we look back into the Old Testament and we won't go through all the verses because you can you can read them in the book but so many of these Old Testament verses talk about the Lord is going to where his presence is, that's where his name is going to be so there's a con- there's a connection between the Lord's name and his presence, if you have his name in life, you have his presence, well if you have his presence you have his power and so, you know, for, Paul, for Peter to say, there is no... Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Later it also says there's no other name under heaven by which you must be saved. So, on the one side, obviously the enemy is going to do everything he can to stifle the use of that name. If he can stifle me, if he can stifle you, if he can make it rote or somehow ritualistic... He's going to do it. And our own natures, of course, tend in that direction too. But it's because where his name is, his presence is. Where his presence is, there's deliverance. There's all the, of course, all the things in the spirit that we talked about last week. So, yeah, it's a doorway. It's an entryway. And really worth investigating, you know, this whole concept.
2: And it certainly makes sense that it would not just be the uttering of the words but a cry of the heart is what we're talking about when we call on the name it's the cry of the heart not just the saying of the words yeah
1: and that's such a good point because there are no mantras in our faith there's no there's no abracadabra you know in our relationship with god and and if that's where we've been, this is what a great time to just drop that, you know, and just let it go. And and if you if that's been your practice, just drop it. And and, and if you can't, do it without guilt. Do it with all right, the right. messages of you know, well, this is how we do it, you know, because um, the Lord obviously is interested in intimacy, in newness. You know, you think about the Psalms. You know, the the name of the Lord is a strong tower. I will run into it and be safe. You know, this is a place of intimacy and protection. So, yeah, I think we do need to be careful that it it doesn't become a mantra to us. And, of course, the Lord is good at breaking us out of ruts, but just to take the preciousness of that name and to let it be that way to us.
2: I think if we're honest with ourselves, we, we can even sense, perhaps, when we've fallen into... Uh, mantra mode or right. rote mode, yeah. and that sense. Let's, let's let's. I believe that's the spirit saying you're not free in how you're approaching your heavenly father here, yeah. and so we should honor that sense of it feels. Starts to feel rote, and mm-hmm. rather than hold tighter to the roteness of it, right. because we've got some catechism that says we need to do it that way. Yeah. I, I like your call to respond to that sense of fighting that yeah. tendency to be rote. How how come the Lord's name is is this beautiful, sweet name, but yet also the most malign name, probably in all of history?
1: Yeah. Well, again, I think I think that goes back to the work of the enemy. if if salvation is in that name then he does not want that name exalted so that's why even you know in the first century i think they had i'm going to say it was a bit of an advantage but i'm not sure it was because you know we've kind of relegated most of our christian experience too often to like a sunday experience a church experience not a daily experience so or you may use the lord's name just you know at the end of your prayers or like you said in a special service but what about the rest of your week, you know? I mean so for us these things can become sort of attached to our religious life but not connected to the rest of our life. Well right. in the first century to call on the Lord was not to call on Caesar, for example. Ah. To say that Jesus was Lord was to say that Caesar wasn't Lord, or whoever we're idolizing, you know, there's a in the old testament when it talks about going to the place where the Lord's name dwells, where His presence is, and it talks about obliterating every other name from that place. So the Lord only wanted one name to be exalted, and that was His. So here in the first century, anybody saying Jesus is Lord, that's not just a religious or a Christian kind of act. That's a political statement, and they could get into big trouble. for saying Jesus was Lord so for them I mean it was a it was a when you're calling Jesus your Lord you're really saying you know you're inviting him to be your Lord and at the same time you're saying nothing else is your Lord so you have the enemy against that you had his minions against that so this is the struggle that the Lord's name engenders and we see this today don't we I mean I remember a newscaster saying something about the goodness of the Lord's name on a regular news broadcast and saying maybe somebody else maybe this person who was in trouble should call on the Lord's name I mean it was amazing because where he and this guy of course the criticism that was heaped on him for making the name of Jesus public just the power of that name it's still there I mean we Mm. when that name comes known in our culture (laughs) the attack is on so i think that's the the, you know look at what even the apostles look at their experience in the first century when they went out and started healing people in the lord's name i mean they got dragged right in before the sanhedrin right in before the pharisees and they were forbidden to preach any more in this name Mm. well of course, thankfully, they said, look, you've, you've got to decide whether you think it's right or not, but we got to keep telling what we have seen and heard. And what did that they seen and heard? That the name of Jesus unlocked power. The name of Jesus unlocked salvation. The name of Jesus did set the captives free. So, I think that's part of the dynamic. And we, let's not kid ourselves, it exists right here, you know, in 20... Are
2: we in the 21st
1: century? Yes.
2: 21st 21st century, yes. America. Well, one of the things that you dig into in the chapter, which I found just very fascinating, was sort of an exposition of some verses in John that are somewhat challenging and have been greatly misused. The notion of if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Well, as we know, there's what many have termed the whole prosperity gospel, I guess, has roots in sort of that notion. Mm -hmm. Uh, help, Help our listeners, help me understand what is what is the Lord really saying in that invitation? Yeah, And actually that instruction.
1: Right. This is a really good conversation because, again, it does get at the root of what does it mean to pray in his name? Um, let me just read one Old Testament verse just to sort of illustrate... The importance of linking his name to his presence, and taking it sort of out of the realm of just something we do independently, or tack on to a prayer, or I want this, so I'm going to pray for it in Jesus' name. How do we? How do we navigate that? You know, because we oftentimes we don't even know our own heart. You know what, the, where that motive is coming from. But in, in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, for example, fourteen twenty three, it says. You shall eat in the presence of the Lord your God at the place where he chooses to establish his name. well of course that was Jerusalem that was in the temple and you went there it was the in it was the place that he chose to establish his name so that's where his name was but that's not all that was there. His presence was there it says in order that you may learn to fear, the Lord your God always. I love this passage because it talks about, you know, if you don't have enough to, if you can't bring an offering, you just sell it and you take the money you have and you can spend the money for whatever your heart desires, oxen, sheep, wine, strong drink, you know, whatever your heart desires. And there you shall eat in the presence of the Lord your God and rejoice you and your household. So, here is this coming to this place where the lord's presence is through his name where his name is so when the lord is saying ask in my name i think what he's doing there is he's inviting us to pray in his presence to pray in his spirit to join our heart with his spirit find the things that are on god's heart and release those and that and that could be anything you know it could be another person, it could be health, it could be loosing something. To me, I I link that with, you know, when the Lord said in Matthew, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of the heavens. And you're going to loose what's loosed there, and you're going to lock up what's locked up there. So, one of those keys, clearly, is his name. It is... Being in his presence, in his name, finding what's on his heart, and then releasing those things through prayer. So certain things got done with the Lord when he was on the earth, but he was leaving. There's a lot more work to be done, and he knew that the work was going to be greater because there were going to be more and more people coming into that place of his presence with his power, uh and by the way I love the fact that it says you're going to eat there you're going to rejoice there I mean this isn't a place of drudgery or guilt or boredom I mean this is a place where you're in his presence you're having a sense of what's on his heart he's releasing his heavenly burden and, and of course you know you can do this on your own it's very powerful to do this with a group of people as you begin to pray together but again He's really good at sorting out the agenda. Like if you're saying, Lord, you know, you can try it on. Lord, I'd really like to have a new car. You know, well, go into his presence and try it. And then maybe he's saying, yeah, right. And maybe he's saying, you know what, I got some other stuff over here that's related to my kingdom. His spirit will lead us as we're in that place with his presence, releasing. That's that's how I would talk about it.
2: So the key, and and it's a useful uh, truth to hold on to, is that in His name gets us to His presence. And in His presence, uh, He will make known who He is. He will make known His kingdom purposes. He will make known and give us the love that He has for... And so it is a... In in a sense, it's a, a unifying process to pray in his name rather than a delivering an email with requests right. it's becoming more and more in sync and in tune and in, in, in one
1: right and well this is now again when we're talking about oneness and unity we know we're coming to the heart of God we know right. you know he's the lover he's the one who called us he's the one who's pursuing us he's the one who's calling from within us so when you stop talking about union and unity, and what, then we know we're approaching holiness. Holy is your name because it brings us into right. that holy place. Right. And you know, I'm thinking about you know. Here again, the Lord is leaving. He's 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 been resurrected. He's been with his disciples forty days, talking to them about the kingdom. How do you live in that kingdom? And what's what's the last thing he says to them? Go into the world and make disciples in all the nations all the people groups now this is an important passage and I think one really that could, you know deserves our consideration and because he, he says this is what I want you to do to them now it's going to read baptize them in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit so sadly in my mind like some of the, okay we've made that into a Uh, into a ritual if you will or a tradition or okay, we take people out and we baptize them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit I remember when I was baptized a friend and I baptized each other in the ocean in the Pacific Ocean and does that count? (laughs) yes it counted, (laughs) the Lord was watching in fact the Lord was guiding but we weren't sure, neither one of us was quite sure since we weren't being baptized by a professional um If whoever baptized the other guy, if that one was going to be real. But anyway, that's beside the point. But the point was you had to say, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You know, that's sort of the key. you got to say that, or it didn't really count. So, of course, we said that because we wanted it to count. And, you know, I'm for that. But I think what the Lord was talking about there was something so much deeper. I mean, what did he really say? Okay, the word baptize means immerse or place into so what's he saying to them go out into the world and make disciples and how do you make a disciple you immerse them in the name of the father and get them show them how to know the father how to be in his wow, presence that changes immerse them in the name of the son show them who jesus christ is. tell them who i am and what my thoughts are towards them and how much i love them immerse them into the holy spirit just show them how to live in that spirit that's in them and to share that spirit and be under his anointing corporately. I mean, you know, that's an amazing charge. And how do do you do that? How do we do that? Well, he said, look, don't forget, I am with you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be in you and anointing you. So that's the richness of this name and how important it is to the lord and how much he wants us to know this name and enjoy this name and everything that goes with it i mean think about you know if you're the son of some rich person or everything that that person has is yours because you carry their name well that's the same in the lord's economy we're he knows my name and i have his name so I, we're going to be enjoying the fruit of that name through eternity
2: you you started off you know sort of describing going out on the deck or the porch and yeah. just sort of practicing the the reality of what you just learned yeah. what what advice would you have for us And what experience could you share that sort of goes down that path in the sense of how do do we call upon the Lord's name? Is that it's not a mantra, we know that. It's not rote. It's not a formula. And yet it's a cry of the heart. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Can we do that on days other than Sunday? Certainly we can. Mm
1: -hmm. So what what are some of your
2: uh, words of
1: Well, certainly certainly there's the name itself, Lord. I mean, you can say that name, you can whisper that name, you can can groan that name. It doesn't have to be out loud. You can do it in, in, in the space of your own heart and your spirit. Paul said when he wrote to the Corinthians, he said, I'm writing to you with all who in every place call on the name of the Lord. So this is not... This is something that Paul showed everybody in every place that he went that they could call on the Lord's name. So that's you know a beginning way that but that is always available to us. But again, I think there's groaning. I think when you connect the Lord's name to His presence, then it widens it out. Right. How can you be in His presence? Well. Again, we've talked about this before, but you know, setting aside time, turning your heart, singing, worship, even in, in fellowship, talking with another believer, you can... I mean, I've had this experience where all of a sudden you realize you're on holy ground. And mm-hmm. so I think it's, again, like so much, it's, there's multifaceted ways to enjoy the lord's name to realize his name is on you and and uh and again i think in in some ways there are going to be similarities but there's going to be a lot of uniqueness in a believer's life you know you may love to say daddy you may love to say abba you may love to say father you may love to say lord spirit i mean there there's a variety there's richness and so, this these this is just like the Lord, you know, like right. beautiful things, right. you know, yeah. so many delicious foods and ways to enjoy them, and so I think that all goes into this.
2: Is it fair to say that when we call upon the Lord, we're we're really extending our personal invitation to be real? for me right now Lord be real for me today because yeah. he's there Yeah. and he's not necessarily going to impose himself on us Yeah. although there may be instances where he does but mm-hmm. calling on him it seems like it's that personal invitation Lord mm-hmm. walk with me hand in hand today yeah. let me sit in your lap today let me rest on your breast today yeah. it strikes me as you were talking that Calling on his name is to knock on the door, but also sort of saying, Lord, I invite you to make yourself as real as you can today for me, or as, as real as I need for you to, to be today. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, at, at the end of the day, for me, that is pretty much, you know, what it comes down to. And um, that invitation to intimacy, that invitation to. And I, I think there's a certain level that we understand that. I think there's a whole nother level. That the Lord Jesus understands that. Out. I mean, you know, here's something else John wrote at the end of his gospel. These things have been written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. So any experience of life with him comes to us in his name. Um, so many things, you know, he said to the uh, to the Father at the end of his prayer he said I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me they were th- they were yours you gave them to me he says Holy Father keep them in your name so he keeps us in that name whether we're aware of it or not we're being kept in, in his name in his presence the name which you have given me that they may be one so there's the oneness again through somehow this, this wonderful name And finally he says, I have made your name known to them and I will make it known. Now I take that to mean that's an ongoing process of the Lord making known to us the riches that are in his Father. And why does he do that? So that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. So here we're back to love. We're back to oneness, we're back to experiencing the Lord's heart, which you talked about some last week, and so this whole idea of intimacy available to us through this great name. So yes, thank you, Father, holy is your name. That just wants me makes me want to say that. Father, Absolutely. thank you for the holiness of your name. I don't want to take that name lightly. I don't want to use that name but Know, fill some blot or make some prayer legal or something like that uh, make that name holy to me and thank you for everything that's in that name you know your forgiveness your life your cleansing your fellowship the oneness of the body i mean what a great what a gift we've been given in this name Well, thank you for joining us on this conversation about the Lord's name and it's precious to Mark and it's precious to me, the name of the Lord Jesus, the name of the Father, the name of the Son, the name of the Spirit. So uh, we hope you will make good advantage of that and, and live in the love and life that are offered to us through our wonderful Lord Jesus. Join us again on our next podcast of Exploring the Divine, Finding God's Heart in Words of Wonder. Thank you for listening to Hope Builders International. Discover ways that you can join us with building up the body of Christ by visiting our website at hope-builders.org.